Welcome to WDFG, broadcasting Dear Final Girl, the advice and horror podcast where we dish on life and other scary movies. Every final girl has a story. So does her Jason, her Freddy, her Michael. So do we horror fans. This episode is part of our adjunct series, Origin Stories, where horror fans recount the horror movie memories that made them who they are today. This week's origin story is from Chris at BoobaFet69 on Twitter. Chris writes, where do I begin? I guess we have to go back to the beginning, 1980. I was around six years old when my cousin Christine, who was the same age as me, had just seen the original Friday the 13th in theaters with her mother. I remember her having nightmares for weeks. As for me, I can't remember which I saw first, Halloween or the town that dreaded sundown. Neither really scared me. I didn't have the same reaction that my cousin had to any of these movies. I always looked at horror as the perfect escape from real life problems. The only horror movie that ever really scared the hell out of me wasn't even a true horror film. The first 20 minutes of When a Stranger Calls not only scared me as a child, it gave me nightmares to this day that someone is in my house somewhere. I was very lucky to be a young child during the horror boom of the 1980s. My mother took me to see most of the classics. A Nightmare on Elm Street, Children of the Corn, and Friday the 13th, the final chapter, are just a few that I got to experience in a packed theater at age 10. During this time, horror wasn't just on the big screen. As a child, I remember watching Alfred Hitchcock Presents on a tiny black and white television at my aunt's house. I think it was on UHF. Shows like The Twilight Zone, Night Gallery, and The Outer Limits seemed to always be on late night TV. It feels like it was only yesterday that all the kids in the neighborhood were running to 7-Eleven to get their hands on the 3D glasses required for a black and white film called The Mask that no one ever heard of. I can still hear that voice. Put the mask on now. <laughs> As we got older, my friends and I would go to one of the last mom and pop movie theaters in South Philadelphia. The Colonial had everything you could ask for. Sticky floors, stale food, and a staff that looked like they came straight out of Toby Hooper's imagination. I remember older kids from the neighborhood smoking pot in the back of the theater so clearly that I can still smell it. One time during Friday the 13th part six, someone from the back flicked a cigarette that landed perfectly on my friend Sammy's head. We got to see so many of the horror films that I still love to this day at this now extinct movie theater. Psycho 2, Poltergeist, Aliens, and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre part two are just a few that I can easily think of. These are all great memories that bring me back to my happy place in my childhood. Whether it was going to the movies, the local video store, or a tiny black and white television, it was always a great time. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, thank you. This is actually one of the first origin story submissions that we received. <coughs> I knew I had to cough, so I just yeah. had to get it out of the way. <clears throat> I'm getting choked you up. You ruined my clean take. I'm sorry. I'm getting choked up. But no, th this was one of the first that 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 we received and that uh -huh. I asked for. And Origin Stories wasn't originally... I didn't originally conceive of it as a part of Dear Final Girl. Uh -huh. Because I don't even think I had thought of Dear Final Girl right. at that point. But I knew I was very interested 
and hearing how the friends that I had made on Twitter, how did you get into horror? Like, what mm-hmm. were the movies? What were the experiences? And so, like I said, this is one of the first submissions that I received. And so I reached out to Chris on Twitter um, and said, we are finally, we are finally (laughs) running your origin story. And I hope you didn't think that we weren't going to get around to it. But um, I absolutely love this one as I have loved, loved all of them. So many different, different themes here. Um, I mean, I think I'm just gonna, I am just gonna say, I mean, I was a child of the eighties, so Mm -hmm. definitely got to grow up in what I would call the golden age of not only, not only horror, but just kind of like TV, cable, like the emergence of cable, the emergence of the video store. Yeah. I mean, back then, whereas now, you know, that was what access looked like right? back right. in our day. Now, I did not have the good fortune of having parents who would take me to horror films yeah. when, I was, <clears throat> when I was a kid. I got into horror in, I think, some different kinds of ways, but... I love it. It's it's often it's been a theme in more than one of these origin stories mm-hmm. that uh, an old you know a sibling generally an older sibling or your parents or your grandparents or other right. members of extended family were a they helped put you on the path. Right. They opened the doors for you, and uh-huh. I I think that's super cool because my my parents definitely. My dad, in particular, definitely not like that at all. <laughs> not at all. Yeah, but didn't you grow up with it, like, on the TV in your house? There were some early experiences. Actually, one of the things that Chris and I share in common in terms of our origin stories uh-huh. is the importance of the film When a Stranger Calls. Uh-huh. Because the first movie that I remember being terrified by was that movie. I was I was six years old. Right. I think that's also another kind of common age. Right. Six years old. Didn't know what the movie was at the time. But I was in my bedroom. My bedroom was right off of the kitchen. Uh-huh. We had a small TV. Again, even the idea of the small TV mm-hmm. in the house. Small TV in the kitchen. My sister was watching this film. I'm laying in my little bed, and I hear (laughs) that line, the calls are coming from inside the Uh house. Scared the shit out of me. And I felt like Chris, not anymore, but the entire time that I grew up in our house, if when the phone rang, I was always worried do we somehow have this other phone line that I'm, I've never been aware of? Right. And that means that somebody could be calling from inside this house and they're going to get me. So, Yeah, I, I think that what that brings up and what, he, you know, uh, Chris talks about Halloween and the town that dreaded sundown. And I've never seen the town that dreaded sundown, but I'm guessing that's a monster maybe or like a... Like, um, murder family yeah there's like a killer on the loose yeah and it's actually based on a true story oh yeah and i can talk about that more later but yeah go ahead so but 
the thing about when a stranger calls is, and the idea of the call coming from inside the house being so scary is like, I see that almost as a parallel or a metaphor for your own imagination. Mm. And when the terrifying thing is inside your imagination, you can't escape from it. And it's, it's in there and you can't run just like if it's in your house, like that's your safe place. That's where you're supposed to be insulated from the outside world. And you know, if somebody's inside your house, like, how do you how do you get away from them? You can't right. go outside because the outside's dangerous. That is an amazing observation, and it, even though he doesn't mention, Chris does not mention a nightmare on Elm Street in his in his origin story. It makes me think. Oh, he does. He says my mother took me to see most of the classics. A nightmare on oh, Elm Street. Oh, perfect. Okay, yeah, I'm yeah, so yeah. sorry. So that is one of those movies mm-hmm. that very much was about. Oh my gosh! If you're if you can't go to sleep, if you can't save, like we, we need sleep to survive. Right. Some of us more than others, right? And I, those some of you listening will know exactly what I'm referring to. Um, yeah, but the idea that you are not even safe, you can't go to sleep. You're not safe in your dreams. Some someone or something can enter that space, right? And you are in danger. Yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah, it's terrifying. I thought it was real. I thought this was so interesting that part of his story was recounting the fear of someone else. Because uh-huh. he talks in the beginning about his cousin Christine, and they were about the same age, and he remembered how terrified she was right. after seeing Friday the Thirteenth. And so I reached, I reached out to him before we were recording today, and I just said, I think it's just so. It seems like. Her fear had an impact on you, mm-hmm. even though you weren't scared in the same way by the same movies. And what he said was, it you know, it absolutely did, and that it de- he said it definitely made me more interested in ho- in horror films. And I think of all the origin stories that we have gotten so far. I think this is a unique call out, although it's probably, it may not be, it may not, there may be others who have a similar story, but when someone else's fear is the effect of that is so powerful that it influences how interested you Uh are uh in horror films, I think that's really interesting. Yeah. I think that is really interesting. Um, I think that... You know, he talks about when a stranger calls is, you know, early on the only film that really uh-huh. scared him. And I think we, we a lot of us have had that too. Like, what is, what is that one movie? What is that first movie that you remember like, hey, this, this one hurt. Uh-huh. <laughs> this one left a mark. Uh-huh. Um, do you remember, do you remember yours or any, or was it, or, or was it through books? Uh, books, definitely. Um like it, I still can't finish the book. It, and I haven't watched any of the movies because well. I just no. Uh, but <laughs> I do remember being at a sleepover. I was probably I was because I've said this before, but my horror movie um, uh, watching was much delayed because 
we just weren't allowed to watch scary things in the house or violent things in the house. Um, but we were allowed to read them all we wanted. But I was at a, uh, a sleepover and I was probably 12 or 13 and they'd gotten Bram Stoker's Dracula. Mm. And that was terrifying. Like there was so much in that. There's so much going on in that movie. Yeah. There's, you know, the Dracula stuff, but then there's also the sexualization of Dracula and like, the visuals of all the blood in that movie. It, yeah, it was... Right, especially when Lucy is... When when she finally dies, I mean, there's just like this explosion <laughs> of blood. And of course, when she is sort of attacked slash had sex with right. by that by the wolf cuz he's in the wolf Dracula's in uh-huh. the wolf form like out in her manor garden. Right. That was that what now I saw that movie when I was like 19 or something maybe a little bit older even. Uh-huh. That would have been wow, that would have that would have had like an impact 12 year old, at 12. Yeah, ooh, it was yeah, it was intense. What was yours? Well, I think film okay, I have two. Film-wise, um, When a Stranger Calls. Uh-huh, yeah. But also, I have, when I was about six, the movie Creature from the Black Lagoon came on the television. Oh. And I remember being instantly terrified, and the thought that I had, I specifically remember this thought, was, oh no, not this again. That is why I believe that I actually... S- saw that movie or pieces of it when I was much younger oh. and it 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 I remembered That's it when I saw it one again that was being played over and over right but that your little you know three or A four year old brain was right. like nope yep, nope, nope not but, even saving this but it got in there <laughs> rewrite over this part of the disc <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But it got in there because yeah. I really do remember having that thought like, oh my God, I don't want to see this again. You know, I used to have recurring nightmares when I was a child where somebody was in my house um, or things would break into the house. And I, I, like, our house was never broken into or anything like that. I do remember one uh, specifically where a monster truck... Uh, breaks through <laughs> like Kool-Aid man style through the garage doors and I had to run up these like set of 20 This stairs. was a dream that you had? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh Recurrent nightmare. Um, and another one where we like lived in a split level house where the garage was way down in the basement and where I was running around the bottom of the split level and the steps to upstairs had disappeared. Like, it oh was just God. a big wall. Anyways, yeah, so, like, I think that, especially when you're a little kid, those sort of intrus- intrusion, yeah. uh, somebody's in my house, because we're taught that our houses are the safe places and our bedrooms are the safe places. And the monster under the bed is, like, that's a real thing when you're a kid. Absolutely. I was still jumping way far away from my bed when I was like 17 because there were crocodiles. Me too. (laughs) Me too. I I would look in the closet Uh before I went to bed. I would look under the bed. I swear to God, I probably did that 
when I, yeah, I probably did that to my, into my late teens. I really did. Listen, we, so we just recently recorded Pet Cemetery. Yes. And after watching that, I had to go out to Walgreens and pick up a prescription that I needed that night. And we finished watching that movie and it ends with the whole family, but also there's like the Achilles heel thing. And I had to go out to my car. And drive to Walgreens. And, like, if I could have jumped from, like, outside the car (laughs) in, like, dove into the car, I would have. Oh, God. It was terrifying. And, you know, I actually, because I've thought before about how the loss of being truly, like, kind of in your bones scared by a horror film. Uh Uh-huh. It's something I I mourn a bit. You know, we we've I and and those of us who watch yeah. these movies so much, you you lose that visceral quality. Uh-huh. But it's stuff like that. It's yeah. stuff like that. I actually love stuff like that. It's like, oh my god, this still has the capacity to scare me. Right. I still believe that something could happen in my real environment. Mm. It's just like we've talked about before. Whenever I have, whenever we've watched one of the movies together <laughs> to prepare for an <laughs> yeah. episode, watch me do it. <laughs> I've got to walk. Yeah, I've got to walk the very long distance across the street yeah, like from your house to mine. Feet. I'm like, do not go inside your house until you see me walking do my doors. Either. Like, fucking terrifying. So, uh, that was also something that was drilled into my head <laughs> as a kid, though, that you just watch people, like, if you drop somebody off, you watch them get to their door yeah. and open their door. So. And then when they don't do that, you're like, God, how rude. Yeah. Fucker. Yeah. What you I care what happens to me? You want this on your yeah. conscience? Yeah. Jeez. I actually, so I drove Lyft for a little while, and I... I didn't know that. Yeah, Sweet. it was, um, I think, 2014. I was... Anyways, um... <laughs> that's not important. What is important is that I used to watch the Lyft, the person that I had dropped off for Lyft, walk to their door and make yeah. sure. I didn't do a lot of driving at night because also I am a scaredy cat and, you know, <laughs> I'm not a, 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 I say this to you who has like six inches like I have six inches on you, and, yeah, but I, I, like yeah. we are, we are not women of large stature. No, you know? we're like, not. We are not, not even physically pre- imposing. Not even pregnant are you a woman of large stature? So yeah, just wait. I it's going. It's showing quickly. So I'm sure I won't even be able to reach the uh, laptop keyboard in a few <laughs> few months. Anyways, okay. So, one of the other things that that struck me was, um, like, how how we get access to horror. Uh Uh-huh. So, I love the idea of this, you know, I think starting in the 80s, maybe before, but it's when homes start to have more than one television. And you've got like the main big television, and then and then you may have in another room of your house back then a smaller TV. Right. And often that smaller TV for kids is a way to be able to watch what you want because uh-huh. you're you're not in control of the television when uh-huh. you're a kid. But if you can go in this other room and watch on this other set, then 
that's where like kind of that horror journey I think that's part of where Mm -hmm. if you're of a certain age but I mean even look even now I mean heck I mean there's like things on your phone right right you just have that that access and you you you're you're taking part of that 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 horror journey there starts to be some Mm self-direction in it Mm -hmm. as you get or as you become an adolescent Mm -hmm. and Um, I think that that's what's really interesting about Chris's story is that he as an adolescent he and his friends were able to go to this theater by themselves the the colonial yeah and what's interesting to me about that is how present he was there in that he can still see and feel and smell all of those things the stale food the sticky floors i mean the pot smell yeah the pot smell (laughs) and this story about someone licking a cigarette that lands in his friend's hair you know the person that did that was both like oh shit and also like yeah <laughs> direct hit and even though it landed on it may have if sammy if you're out there you know this this is probably a story that you you may be telling your children right, right now right um you see this scar on the back of my head yeah i can't grow hair in this one little spot and it's because <laughs> of this thing that happened yeah. back in 1987 <laughs> so i think the the one of the other things that jumped out is the magic of the movie theater when uh-huh. you were a kid. And it immediate it made me think of two things. One, it made me think of the original um, quote-unquote film adaptation of It, which was actually a TV miniseries uh-huh. back in the 90s. Uh-huh. I think it was actually in 1990. I love that to this, to this day. Um, I still prefer. Uh-huh. I still prefer that TV mini miniseries right. over the most recent remakes. Um, but it, there's a scene. There's a scene in the film in in back in the 1990 version. The movie theater is definitely a refuge. It's kind of like a melting pot. You've got all the kids in there. You've got the popular kids. You've mm-hmm. got the losers club. You've got the bullies. You've got uh-huh. every all the kids in that theater. And that's also where some of the conflicts happen because there's a scene where um, they, um, one of the kids, they're up in the balcony. They accidentally spill some popcorn down below onto the bully kid's head. And then, of course, Richie has to make it worse by intentionally dumping this Coke on them. (laughs) So then they've got to flee the theater. Um, It's like the uh, (laughs) the part in the Goonies when... um, chunk is they like the the family in the goonies the the crime family is making him confess and they're like confess what do you know blah 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 and what have you done and he tells the story where he like throws the fake puke off the balcony in the movie theater and then i I threw the fake puke off and I went, bleh. I heard down below somebody went, bleh, bleh. And then everybody started going, bleh, bleh, bleh. Oh my God. A fantastic, you know, reenactment of like a kid's prank gone wrong. Yes. But I wonder, I wonder, ooh, I wonder if that's like a parallel, if it was an intentional parallel or if it's, huh? 
or if it was just an accident where the the scene in it parallels like the chunks story oh i don't know because i actually thought of another stephen king adapted film Stand By Me, where Gordy has written the story about Lardass Hogan, and he seeks, he, he, you know, everybody's always calling him fat and abusing Uh him, uh and he enters a pie-eating contest, and basically, you know, sets off this vomit chain, (laughs) Um, you know, and that's how Lardass gets his revenge, Uh, you know, I'm sorry to say Lardass, but that is the name of the kid's character, Yeah, and, and you know Stephen King himself talks about the magic of the movie theater. There's a really yeah. great documentary you can find it on YouTube, and it was part of a series that I believe either either TNT or Turner Classic Movies did, and it was called A Night at the Movies. And this particular one focused on Stephen King, right? And it was almost him talking about. It was like a it was like a a documentary version of what he did with his book uh, on writing. Dance Macabre. Oh, actually. oh, yeah. Where he's yeah, like, yeah, okay. I am giving you my survey right. of of the horror film genre. Yeah. And he talked about. I know I've talked about this before, but you know, like with horror, things just keep mm-hmm. coming up and they make an impression on you. He talked about going to the theater, seeing a film, and it scaring him, and him wondering. Can I do that? Right. Can I can I write something and create that effect that in other people? Yeah. And I thought that was I thought that was great. Yeah, it makes me wonder. I remember the movie theater as being the special and magical place when I was a kid, um, but we never got to go. You know, we it was a very rare thing. It was a special treat. Same here. Um, and I feel like. The fact that movies are on demand and, like, available at the click of a button, you know, and you can spend $15 to buy, to own a movie on Amazon, as I just found out this past week when I bought Pet Cemetery. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I own it now. That's fine. Um, It's your movie now, Tamara. (laughs) You own it. That's you own that movie. Really bad main exit. Yeah, that's good. That's good. It was just about as big as, or as good as uh, John Lithgow's. <laughs> um, but the the inaccessibility of so many movies for so long, yeah. and the barrier to entry that even like um, Blockbuster yeah. would pose. Um, that now it's it's not like that. And so I wonder whether the magic I'm sure that there's some there's all first of all, there's always magic. Right. But also I wonder what's gonna come next, what's gonna take that magic into into its own. And maybe it's the the format of like um content creation, you know, where people get that magic of building building it themselves yeah fan created you know there there's i I know just i mean i I know this is probably attached to a lot of a different horror franchises but i think there is a fan created 
film around the Friday the 13th franchise that is like very has been very well received I wish I could remember the name of it I'll have to have to look it up but yeah I agree I mean you're about 10 years younger than me and then like for those who are 10 years who are even 10 years younger than that I would love to find out and maybe people I'll pose this question in a tweet when we air the episode what where is that magic of discovery mm. still coming in mm-hmm. i mean i think part of part of it is just the still kind of forbidden nature of horror especially if you're a young kid oh yeah so there's still i think you'll all there'll always be that as you're a younger kid even mm-hmm. though it's much more accessible there's all there's always that first movie you saw or the first time you snuck and watched something maybe that your parents didn't know about yeah. Um, there, there will always be that, but the yeah, the delivery channel has definitely yeah. changed for sure. Right. I wonder. Mm, I don't know. It makes me think of like. Do you know what creepy pasta is? Yes. Yeah, that's that's the whole so slender fun. slender man. That's okay. how the whole slender man thing got started. Is it really? Yes, it got. I think it really kind of took off on creepy pasta, and those. That's what influenced those two girls to try to murder their friend. That real oh, life story. Jesus Christ. Yeah, of course there were underlying mental health issues there. So, From but yeah, the friend or the girls. Um. All three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Um. Never hike alone. That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's the Friday the Thirteenth fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's on YouTube. I want to. I've been wanting to watch that for a while, and I haven't gotten around to it yet. Well, we, you could do that. I could. It came out October thirteenth, twenty seventeen. Look at those Sweet. guys. Love uh, it. Well timed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Chris, fantastic origin story. Yeah, loved it. Touched on so many awesome themes. I love it that there was sort of like the. I just love the angle of being. Influenced by someone else's fear. Mm-hmm. That, that's what mm-hmm. struck me the most about this one. Yeah. Right. I got to say that I, I love the nostalgia of it. And yeah. all of these kind of give us a little bit of sense of nostalgia. But, um, you know, it's what I keep being impressed with by all of these letters is how cinematic you all are with your descriptions of. Uh, of your memories and yeah. how, um, I mean, we could probably write an entire book on just the the ways that horror film affects our uh, ways of speaking. That mm. may or may not be something that I'm working on. What? More to come. Dun, bum, bum. More to come. I, I, really, I don't want to say anything about it right now, and it may not be book form, but I am working on something related to oh, that topic. Fun. fun. More shall be revealed. <laughs> <laughs> so until next time, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Couldn't do it without you. Yeah, please uh, send us your letters your origin stories yeah. uh, you can dm us or excuse me i I'm, i've been drinking a protein shake and so it's <laughs> got weird like heavy protein burps um, 
You're welcome. Yes, uh, thank you. So uh, DM us on Twitter at Final Deer or email us at um, DearFinalGirl at gmail.com. Yes, and you probably have noticed if you've listened to several of these origin stories, some people don't mind recording their story yeah. mm-hmm. and sending us the audio file. MP3 or MP4 is great. If you just want to write it and you you don't want to record it and you want us to read it, we are happy to do that. Yep. We would love, right. we love it when we when people record yep. themselves reading their own story. And it's you great. don't have to have any fancy equipment. No, just use your phone. Just use your phone. You take a do. voice memo um, and send it to us. We'd love to hear it. Yeah, and to close, you know... The calls really are coming from inside the house. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, until next time, stay alive out there. Stay alive. All right, bye. bye. Tune in next time for another origin story from your horror community. Till next time, this is Dear Final Girl. Remember, stay alive out there.